This is a HeadGum Original. In 1977, NASA sent two solid gold records into space so that aliens might find them and understand life on Earth. I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet and friendly wishes to all who may encounter this voyager. Now, we're making new records with our friends. We step out of our solar system into the universe seeking only peace and friendship. We know full well that our planet and all its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us. Hello from the children of planet Earth. What the hell is up, Shelby Wolstein? What the hell is up, Caleb Aaron? What's up, dog? What are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, I was well. We were just hanging out like a minute ago. So, um, well, but for the but for the podcast, don't you think it's more? <laughs> it's more like, um, don't you think the listeners like it when they think that we're genuinely catching up? Oh, cute. Like, okay, like, 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 like they feel like they're like they're like with you know what I mean. So, to be fair, a minute ago we were hanging out, and I do sort of am up to date on everything in your life. But is there anything you think I don't know? Well, I bought paint at Lowe's. Okay, yeah. To paint both my, okay, the wall behind my bed because you won't let me put art there because of the earthquakes. Right, because I want you to be safe. Uh-huh. Right, I'm saying that so that they know that you're caring and good. Uh-huh. And then maybe with the extra something on this wall. Well, the wall behind, behind you. Yeah. In our in our guest house. Okay, I love that. Yeah. What's up with you? Anything that the listeners don't know about? <sighs> what would the listeners not know about? I, you know what? I, I don't know if I, I don't think I can say details about this, but I've been pitching a TV show and we have offers on it. So we're, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so listeners, sometime in the next um, two Decade. to two to 10 years, there is a, a <laughs> small possibility that I might have uh, a TV show. And you know, that's the industry, capital T, capital I. You just never know. <laughs> Three but to 10 years, baby. We cannot wait. We cannot spend all this time talking about us. We have to bring on our absolutely iconic guests. Listeners, An you know. absolute icon. You know her. She's a regular on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. She's the host of podcast Fake the Nation, which if you're not already subscribing, you're sick. You're sick in the head and you're going to jail. Please welcome <laughs> our friend Nagin Farsad. Oh my God. Hi. Hello. What the heck is up, dude? It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. It's so exciting to hear about your wall paint. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to go crazy for the wall paint. Oh, I feel like that's just like a, that's not a subtweet. That's a tweet. Thank you. Um, That's a tweet. I I went to Lowe's to get it and you have to like pick your color and then go to the counter and then they mix it for you. And the guy was in such a bad mood. So mean. I was so scared to ask for the paint. His name was Dink, which is ultimately cool. Dink? Dink. That was his name on his on his little name tag. Cool. But he was so mean to everyone that I was really scared. I was like, maybe I'll just get paint a different day. And then he made so many (laughs) jokes with me and I loved the man. Aww. And famously. You know, because you never know when people are actually little Care Bears inside. Yeah. He pranked me, actually. And And I said, we go to Lowe's. He's awesome. We go to Lowe's, not Home Depot, because Home Depot Lowe's has a big far time, better CEO. <laughs> yeah, uh, Home Depot, big time owned by a Trump supporter. So we do go ahead and go to Lowe's. Nagin, how how are you? How's your life? What have you been up to? Oh my gosh, guys! I um I've just been. Uh, it's so funny to hear you talk about like there's interest and then we might see a show from you in three <laughs> to ten years. Because first of all, uh, it's it's that thing that happens where people are like, "What have you been up to these last couple of years?" And I'm like, "Well, I sold some stuff that you'll never hear about. It doesn't matter, except for I was <laughs> I managed to pay some bills. It doesn't matter though, even though it's like terribly impressive. It really no one will. It's it can't. It what is it going to say on your tombstone you know what i mean sold a show concept to tbs you know what i mean Truly. <laughs> like, and, Nikki, so. I, I have started i have started to i don't know where you're at on that on that journey but mm. i have started to because everything is so fake until it, it yeah. isn't yeah i have for the longest time i was like i'm just not going to talk about any potential wins until they're solidified and i've moved on from that and now i'm like you know what if this never happens that's okay but we work really hard to get maybes we do yeah. so i'm telling people about my maybes now 
now. Yeah, you have wait, to tell people wait. about the babies. Completely. No, I think that's a really good attitude. I, I should adopt that because for I was really silent for a long time. And, uh, but, you know, because I was just like, who knows? This means nothing. It's a paycheck except for it's like there's it comes with sadness. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It takes they're only letting professionals in those rooms. Right. And so it makes sense to like brag about your status. Well, yeah. And the, I think that has the 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 inclination towards also, I mean, I will say for me, not for anyone else. I don't know how anyone else feels. But for me, the inclination towards Speak like, for oh, everyone else, Caleb, try. Well, I, I, it's, it's funny that in this moment I decided not to when usually I'm, yeah, I am. Usually speaking you're for like, everyone everyone in the world <laughs> believes that they shouldn't consider anyone else. And you're but, like, OK. No, I think particularly around just like not 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 bragging about or getting excited about things until they're real, particularly when it comes to like entertainment industry work. For me, that's like, oh, I just don't want to look stupid. I don't want people who know better than me to right. be like, oh, poor, like poor, dumb, young idiot. He doesn't know. And it's like, no, I know. I'm just choosing to be excited because we all work so hard on this stuff that may never see the light of day that it's like. It, it kind of feels sad to just like in silence be like, oh, yeah, that may never see. But instead, I'm just choosing now to be like, hey, this could happen. Who knows? You know, this could <laughs> no, be. Right. Rock. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the thing and the thing that's really tough is when you have said something to people. Oh, boy. And then like months later, they're like, oh, didn't <laughs> you sell something to Warner Brothers? And you're like, I, I did. And then I um, but I do think guacamole, right? For an appetizer. <laughs> and I'm just like, J I did. And I it doesn't seem that's like it's going to make it out of the mud. So I guess but they, they did yeah, buy like, it. I, don't, I can't like figure out how to say like, look, this business is really hard those things are you know statistically it wasn't supposed to go further than where it went and <laughs> you know what I mean like like I just don't want to talk about it like I don't you know so anyways that's the hard part for me but yeah. you Nikine, where I don't know if I know where you're based where are you based in the world I'm in I'm in the grand city of New York New York the city of angels yeah that's what they say <laughs> The big, the windy pain. city, the, the city of wind and angels. Yeah. Yes. Um, how long, how long have you been in New York during quarantine? Were you there the whole time? What is your New York yes. story? Yes. Oh, oh my god. A real one. I was in New York the entire time uh, with like a little um, dalliance in Palm Springs, California, where Ooh. I grew up. Um, okay. Yes, I know. Nobody grew up in Palm Springs. Everyone well, finds that the super site, weird. It's the site of the murders from Army Hammer. Army Hammer's murders. Yes, we all know them well. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't. Nikki <laughs> is like, don't ever include me in that again. I don't know what you're talking about. Nikki, Palm Springs, the site of the Army Hammer murders. Okay, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, but most people like to say, oh, like Palm Springs, the, the resort town with the beautiful like mod houses or whatever. And like the history of like Marilyn Monroe and the brat, you know, and the rat pack or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no, that, we and take then a I pretty say, edgy yes, stance of that's that's the, that's the murder. Yeah, the yeah, that's murders. that's not um, for me personally. It's it's the site of like uh, where I loved and lost uh, yeah. lots of little <laughs> teenage. Well, girl crushes he did as well he did as yeah, well so. yeah <laughs> and the world lost several lives at the hands of army hammer nikine uh, so yes you're... i i i i've been in new york the whole time and um and i have to say it was like i you know minus those first couple of weeks that were like really weird uh, it was like, I, this is a crazy thing to say, a fun place to pandemic Ooh. because there's already like a vibrant kind of like on the street culture. And when being outside was like the only thing that you could do, I actually and this, I think, is revolutionary. Um, you could call me the, the Che Guevara of I made friends okay. during the pandemic. I I'm have the been Che saying Guevara. That about you. I have been saying that. I've been telling everyone my my new friend, Nagin, is the Che Guevara of quarantine. I've been saying that. And people We've really been saying that around the house people the around the house which is me and caleb have really been right i've yeah. been saying that, that. Yeah. everyone's saying it yes. yeah yeah, no, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. um yeah so I, I i made some friends during the court during the pandemic and uh you know i was out like the, you know the city was like vibrant for a place that was in a pandemic you know what i mean it was pandemic levels vibrant and i thought it was kind of like it was fun in its own way I absolutely love that. But I have to tell you, Nagin. We have a question. I, yeah, oh, we brought God. you here under sort of ulterior motives. We really want to uh -oh. ask you if you if had your you, own golden yeah. record. Uh, what would you put on it? I, okay. 
I I do. I um I have a list of things that I think would would go. Um and I would I would start with the artist like Bjork. Um Ooh. and and not just like her oeuvre, um, but also like any of her like costuming. Mm. Um, you know, she sort of famously dressed as a swan. I don't remember when that was, the mid oddies or something, I have no recollection. Mm. Um she, you know, and then if you ever sort of like just do a quick goog of like Bjork to see what she's up to. You'll find that the last time I did it, she had made some sort of like, there was like a handmade flute collection that you could get. Yes. It was like a special Bjork handmade and it only made certain bird songs. Right. And so that's like what you're getting. Um, when you're uh when when you when you get Bjork you're getting like you're basically getting the vastness of the universe um and so if if aliens or whatever want to learn and Bjork covers like a vast swath of humanity with her stuff now the dress you're referring to is uh Bjork wore a, a swan dress a dress that looked like a swan to the 73rd Academy Awards uh this is in 2001 but yeah. I don't know if any of you, uh, if any of our listeners or anyone on the pod currently knew this, but in 2008, the Daily Telegraph actually did a poll about the most iconic red carpet dresses of all time, and voters voted this the ninth most iconic red carpet dress of all time. I mean, it was, that's that's pretty iconic. Number nine? Memorable. I mean, right? That's up there yeah. with like J-Lo's green dress. It's I up mean, there. I was only like, I was only like three or four years old because I'm so young and just like hot, you know? Like, yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. can yeah. tell, right, how young I am. Yeah. So I don't really remember. But um, I wasn't but born I remember... until 2010, personally, so I have no <laughs> right, recollection. Right. No, exactly. I'm still cooking. And... Yeah, Shelby's in the room right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're so embryonic, and I've yeah. always said that about you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I remember at the time, like it was panned or something. Um, but then later sort of or like it wasn't panned. It was just like everyone was talking about it. And yes, it was mocked. Um, but then later it became iconic because she just, you know, she had the chutzpah to walk on that red carpet uh, with a swan dress. And that's just like how Bjork do. And then later sort of copied by Valentino on a red carpet is what I'm reading in this article. And now I'm thinking about, and now I'm thinking about other iconic dresses. Like what else would be on those iconic lists? Like for me, it's gotta be the Swarovski crystal Rihanna dress, the, uh, the meat outfit by Lady Gaga. Of course, the meat outfit. I don't outfit. want that to be in the list. If that's I don't okay. like it, but it's iconic. I mean, it's it, it, you, you know it. Well, you know everything Lady Gaga did because it's annoying. <laughs> but also the average person knows that Lady, Lady Gaga wrote a me like my I can go ask, you know, the the super of my building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like did yeah, but what we did also Lady, know Lady Gaga, Gaga like, like, arrived in an egg and like then hatched or whatever. You know what I did mean? Did she Lady do Gaga? that? Yes. It's crazy for you to pick that example because I have no idea what you're talking about. She did arrive into something in a little egg. But I, I will say, all of these pale in comparison, in my opinion, currently to the swan dress. The swan dress is iconic. I also just want to throw in there, Sharon Stone at some point wore just like a Gap t-shirt. <laughs> and I love that. And I just feel like she kind of took the cake with that yeah. one. Yeah. To me, the most iconic red carpet outfits are early 2000s when people wore jeans under dresses. Wow. Ashley Tisdale. Ashley Tisdale. Ashley Tis. Um, if you had to pick one Bjork song for the aliens to hear, which are you picking? I would pick the song Five Years. It has like a long tail at the top, but then it really fucking gets you right in the genitals. We're here for the ride. <laughs> there it is. Let's go. If you're sitting, I want you to stand up. Here it is. If you're standing, I want you to sit down. She said the name of the song. There, she did it. Um, I love <laughs> because this. Because it's like a breakup song. It's a breakup song where she's like, you broke up with me, and in five years, you're going to wake up loveless. You know? You're going to realize, like, I was amazing. You're still a piece of garbage. Yeah. And I listen to this song <laughs> after every breakup I've ever had, and it has really gotten me through some tough times. <laughs> Is that how you want them to hear it? You want the aliens to have a breakup before they listen? 
Well, I just want to say, listen, aliens, we've all dealt with, um, you know, breakups and rejection, uh, you know, things that didn't work out, uh, you know, cheating, infidelities of various kinds. Uh, And if you need a pick me up, alien, this is, you know, this is the one. This is the song. It's got to be five years by Bjork. Well. I do love that. I think that's iconic. I definitely would include the swan dress. Um, what else, Nagin? What else would you put on your iconic records? Okay. So uh, that moment when you're like, when you see like a concert vi- like violinist mm. um, in a park, like just playing for Ooh, free for yeah. like, you know, coins or whatever in the case. Uh, and, uh, and it's like really moving and they're really good. And they're probably like Juilliard students or just straight up. They work at the Philharmonic, but they're just like doing this in their spare time because they love music so much and, or, uh, they need a little bit more money to make their lives happen. Uh, and it's like so moving. And then you cry, not realizing like, oh, you're in public. So then you sort of like, like wipe your ears and you're like, ah, I'm it's allergies. Oh, <laughs> Woo! And you're like alone and you're just explaining it to whoever will listen that like you're not really crying because you're so moved from the music. Which is also, what is that inclination about? Why? Because I agree. I have this moment all the time where like, I, I mean, I think I think that the highest, the pinnacle of artistic performance to me is a street performer. I think like it's it, you, you're not expecting it. It meets you in your day. You're on yes. your way to a job you hate and you're met by this beautiful music. One of my favorite performers in the world is Andrew Johnston. He's, Andrew, um, Andrew to the mic. He's a, he's a street singer. He's at Andrew to the mic on Instagram. He sings uh, on the subways and streets of Chicago. He's so- beautiful amazing voice and just meets you in the middle of the day you didn't get you didn't get dressed up and go down to a venue um but what is that inclination about too because i will be like i will be like stunned by a street performer and i'll be like trying to like enjoy it without people around me seeing that i'm enjoying it it's like what why do i need to hide that i don't know why speaking of andrew to the mic though yes my old therapist he used to sing on the corner right outside my old therapist's office. So oh. I, he would like score my therapy sessions. Ooh. And it was one of the wildest. I like also, we know him. I, kn- I knew him. So I'd be like, oh, that's Andrew. And I'd be like crying about, I don't know, shit. <laughs> and then be like, mm, he'd be singing Adele. Yeah. So he does have sort of more, I really have openly cried to him singing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it, it is weird because, well, so I think of like, you remember, in the early days of dumb videos, there was that guy who saw like oh, two rainbows or something. Yes, the double rainbow. The double rainbow guy. And he was so emotional and he was just like, <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. It's starting to even look like a triple rainbow. Oh my God, it's full on double rainbow all the way across the sky. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like I ha- have that reaction internally to like many things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But it's like, it feels deeply inappropriate. I'm like, I don't need to be a meme, you know? And so it feels deeply inappropriate to like be that excited. And I, f- I feel like I get frequently excited by public performance. And there's so much of it, right? Like you go to parks and on street corners or whatever, um, subways. And you see so much of that. And some of it is just so excellent. And part of, I think, what gets me really upset is that that person should be like rolling around in yeah. money and famous and they should just be beloved and this should be Madison Square Garden, right? Yes. Part of me is that that people are not are just not appreciating them enough and I get so upset and maybe it maybe it's because I'm a comedian, you know, as well yeah. and I know the feeling. Okay. I have to jump in on that and say that a part of that feeling exactly what you were saying is uh, I get a little bit jealous as a comic because I'm like, I, th- comedy is so contextual. It, comedy, you can't happen upon. I mean, like there are there are funny things you can happen upon, but you yeah, cannot but happen upon. You're not going to happen on someone doing stand up in the park and be like, yes, yes. No, this. It's contextual, and it takes a <laughs> level of it takes a level of mutual agreement and participation yeah. that other yeah. art doesn't. If you play the violin on the street, I can happen into that and recognize its beauty. That's not true about comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You also know it's good. Like you cannot like something objective. and know it's good objective yeah. yep 
Yeah, I can, I can, it's really hard if you don't like someone's like comedy, it's hard to be like, but they are good. I just don't like it because it feels like, well, how are they good then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really jealous that I can't make people laugh in that way in, 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 you know, meeting them in the street or whatever, like unexpectedly. It just doesn't work with our field. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And, and I think I'm also just, I'm also, there's something about being, that vulnerable again like if i was a musician would i be busking on the streets you know i don't know i don't know i don't know if i have that level of bravery you know Um, and i'm and i think i'm just jealous of the just pure devotion that i see before me this is probably unfair to someone, and I don't know which group I think it's unfair to, but um, I'm going <laughs> to allow it <laughs> anyway. Hopefully I everybody. Think, I hope this hurts everyone. I hope it sits with no one and hurts everyone. <laughs> but I also, like, with an instrument, it feels less vulnerable to me than singing because it's like oh, so many people can make sounds with their voice but not make it sound good. Anyone doing anything well with an instrument, I'm like, well, that's already better than I can do. So it feels less vulnerable. Like you could be in level two of trumpet class and go into the park and play it. And I'm like, hell yeah, I can't do it at all. Whereas someone's singing, I'm like, I could sing in the park. I'm choosing not to. But then there's people that are like Andrew, who I'm like, okay, never mind. (laughs) I can't do that. (laughs) Right. By the way, thank you for using the technical term trumpet class. Yeah, Uh, well, I don't know what they're taking. I (laughs) I have to keep it broad because I don't know what they're taking. Also, Shelby, uh, or or someone in in all of this said uh, objectivity really speaks to me. I think this all the time. I'm so jealous of musicians generally or like, uh, I guess, uh, even like physical, like... um, um, Acrobats, no artists like painters, Dancers? like visual. Oh, oh. <laughs> visual artists don't even have this. Where like comedians definitely don't have it. You looked like you were doing ribbon dancing. Just I was doing ribbon dancing for like, the listeners. Um, ribbon um, dancing. <laughs> no, but objectivity, I really crave, and I really, I really feel jealous of that because yeah, there's, there's really no comic in the world that I'm like, oh, they're technically skilled, but I like musicians i could be like oh like chris brown's music goes like chris brown made some fucking hot music Caleb, we can't be a chris brown and he and we're not that's what i'm saying he's a bad dude who i cannot stand but even still i'm like the mu- undeniably the music goes but it's like comedy that's not like that if someone's a piece of shit you instantly start to view all of their stuff differently because you're like that's who they are you know what i mean it's very personal you know what makes me cry in that same way? Mm. <laughs> me, me, saying, me saying that Chris Brown's music goes. Yeah. Went, went, it went. It used to go at a time it went. No, what makes you cry? Shall no. we be honest? Caleb, I think you and I have talked about this, but it's anyone in like a service job. Oh my God. Like, like you love this. Someone, yeah. I, it truly like hurts my heart. It you hurts love my someone, heart. Like front desk at an, like an airport um, or like, just like i don't know someone at the dmv on a hot like a minor holiday dressing yep. up for that putting on like one of those headbands with the designs oh, or something yeah. like a saint patrick's that, day necklace yeah like it's and like just giving it that that <laughs> i it makes me cry immediately i'm it. almost gonna cry right now i've seen it <laughs> it's so fucking cute to me the thought of them because immediately i don't think of it as like okay they're dressed up that's really sweet and cry i think of like them getting ready in the morning and putting it on and, and being like my like, customers are gonna love this and just being like this will bring cheer like you're not doing that for you it's annoying so you're doing it just like to be kind and that um every time i've ever seen someone like that i've teared up and i've had to do this like little fake <laughs> think it's allergies thing or be like oh my god something flew in my eye it's again so because we can't we can't express emotion you yeah. know with well, the, like an own up fucking- to it how fucking weird to like go up to the person at the bank and be like, sorry, you dressing up just really got me. I know, the, the earrings that are flashing on and off in I'm the fashion of Christmas are making me cry. Yeah, it is, I do think there's something to that, though, what you're saying, Nagin, about like, 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 like it, it coming back to that thing of like not being able to express beauty. Because on one hand, I'm like, oh, that's deeply sad that I feel like I need to hide um, feeling moved by something. But on the other hand, it's like that is a lot. That is a big burden to put on someone else to be like, just so you know, I'm having a real moment right now. And then being like, okay, well, I'm working, you know, like, right. <laughs> like okay, right. well, I have to, I have to count these dollar bills, but like, I, it's so strange to be like, to be like, I'm having a really intense moment right now that you're involved in, but didn't consent to, you know, it's, it's a strange right. thing to put on somebody. Yes. 
Yes. Right. It is the whole thing. But I would love for aliens to feel this, this be, to be overcome with that kind of feeling in general. Uh, yes. Okay. What else? What else would you put on your records? Okay. So um, <laughs> this is, again, this is a little bit similar. I would, you know, the, there's a, there's something called the High Line in New York City. Oh, um, and, and it's just a fa- fabulous, it's an old, old, railway uh, mm-hmm. that was then sort of decommissioned and it was just sitting there being an empty above ground railway and a group of just brilliant designers got together they raised the money they you know worked with the city a, a bunch of things happened and several million dollars and a ton of equity sweat equity later they built this really beautiful public works project which is on the level of like an empire state building or a statue of liberty or whatever mm. except for it happened like in the last few years you know what i mean and you kind of don't see stuff like that very much anymore a thing that's like changing the face of a city i mean i don't know if chicago um had something like that while you guys were living the there bean. i'm the just bean. kidding <laughs> no <laughs> no but like not not that uh played out while we were there but um but you yeah. know what i mean like a thing that's like uh, oh this and then immediately it became one of the most popular things to see in new york city it would just be filled with japanese tourists and tourists from i don't know why i singled out the japanese uh all of the tourists okay every tourist all of them um but it would be filled you know with filled with tourists and and also and people just be like well this is really cool and it's like yeah it is it's like world renowned really cool and i think the thing that i love about that is you're like living in this country, we'll call it America, and there's so much polarization and it feels like it's so difficult to get things done. And yet here's like a group of people that managed to get a whole, you know, to, to cut through a whole bunch of red tape and get this huge public works project done. By the way, this thing spans um, something like 25 city blocks. You know, yeah. you can walk along this thing. Um And it's really remarkable because it's sort of like, wow, things can still get done while so many people hate each other. You know what I mean? (laughs) And it's really uplifting. And there's another project coming out now called The Islands, which is right near the entrance of the High Line, which is a similar. It's like the next thing. It's uh, this incredible, weird island that they built like next to Manhattan that's just a me- like it's w- weird look it up online you could see some photos already it's not open yet it's called the islands or like little islands sorry i think it's called little island um and uh and yeah that's the thing is like this this joy of it, it, like i i wonder like i think about like the guys who built the pyramid and stuff right the, in in egypt like was this that feeling of like seeing a thing get made and like how exciting that is for like the whole country this little island thing is crazy it's crazy right now look it up something about the high line too that i i I lived in new york for two summers in college and was immediately like taken by the high line i was like this is this the high line felt to me like oh this is such a cool city thing you know i'd never lived in a big city before and uh something i think about a lot with the high line is that it was initially proposed in 1999 didn't get built until 2009 and i am so fucking impatient like i hate i hate how long things take like when really caleb Really, Caleb? That doesn't sound like you at all, babe. Um, no, you are I just so can't. good at hiding that. Shut up. The, <laughs> the idea of something taking a decade to come to fruition is so excruciating to me. And it took that long for this to happen. And now it's like this iconic part of New York City. And I mean, you know, hopefully always will be. And I'm like, oh, it's a good reminder to me that like, yeah, sometimes, duh, it takes a little bit of time to make something that's truly like brilliant and incredible and i i think it's cool that it spanned like you know it spanned like multiple administrations it spanned multiple iterations of people working on it like just took time can you imagine having the confidence to pitch something like that to new york city right (laughs) (laughs) i've got an idea on how i can make the greatest city in the world uh in terms of like feats better right like it's crazy and then but then it it makes me think of like you know when 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 the notre when the notre dame notre Notre dame Dame. exactly um, burned uh i i just i like 
sobbed at the at that news you know I was so sad and it's not like I li- I mean I've lived in Paris it's not a big deal but oh I my god and, um, wait, flex 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 flex, flex, on us, flex on us no 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 I just speak that language and it's fine it's not a big deal but anyways um I I lived I, but I, I I used to just go and stare and I loved it and then to think of the the centuries that that building lasted right and that was like think about a dude in whenever that was built 15 whatever being like i got an idea for a church it's gonna look yeah. like this right <laughs> like that's crazy um, i'm sketching something let me know what you like if you like what it if you, you don't like it i, I love... came up with a thing it's called flying buttresses <laughs> Ooh, what do you I guys did a thing. think <laughs> someone brings it to whoever and goes so i did a thing right <laughs> <laughs> I hate I did a thing culture. I hate I did a thing, but that's so funny to imagine. That's how they pitched the Notre Dame. Sorry, uh, (laughs) I have an idea that's a little bit random panda. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to be awkward turtle about this one, but I think I did a thing. I have an an idea for something that I think could be really awesome sauce. Oh, that's the worst. Amaze balls. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce felt like it started in a strip mall. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was birthed in a strip mall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, before before we hop into the rest of your items on your record, Nagin, I feel like... I think we, we got to take a break. You got to take okay. a break. And welcome, Bark. Welcome, Bark. Oh my God, you said it with me. For the second time. And the first time I did it with you, I thought that would end it. Now I'm just, I guess I have to lean in. I don't think I have a choice. Welcome, Bark, the listeners love. Listeners, I I just want to encourage you guys. um, Nobody has tweeted at us about this. Nobody has messaged us about this. (laughs) Uh, um, All all five million of you, please review us on Apple and Spotify and everything and say that you love Welcome, Bark, um, because Shelby is literally being so mean to me about it. Uh, I just did it with you. You heard me do it with you. Yeah, but I think you can acknowledge that the energy that you did it was pretty (laughs) condescending. Nagin, we want to do some, we want to do something with you called this or that. This or that. This or that. This. Or that. This or that is when we will, you have 60 seconds on the clock and we will run through a list of two items. You have to pick quickly one or the other and then we move on. There's really no winning. You're just trying to get through as many as you can. The name of the game okay. is to be quick. The time starts now, and your first question is, fall asleep easy or wake up easy? Uh, wake up easy. Indiana Jones or Indiana the State? Indiana Jones. Snickers or Twix? Twix. Brothers Grimm or Grim Reaper? Brothers Grimm. Legs as long as fingers or fingers as long as legs? <laughs> legs <laughs> legs as long as fingers? I don't know. <laughs> Be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into the future of anyone but yourself? Oh, 10 minutes into the future of anyone but myself. Cake or ice cream? Cake. Amaze balls or awesome sauce? (laughs) (laughs) Amaze balls. Jerry Jerry Maguire or Jerry Springer? Jerry Maguire. Being able to jump really high or being able to fall asleep on command? Uh, Being able to fall asleep on command. Tarzan or George of the Jungle? George of the Jungle. Bark on a tree or bark from a dog? (laughs) Bark from a dog? Last one. Air Bud or Bud Light? Uh, Bud Light. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing job. You got through so many. That was an incredible round. I think it was actually Thank one you. of the most iconic rounds we've ever had. Oh my gosh. And thanks. now we should talk about what else you would put on your records, to be honest. This one is like a, a, a quickie because I already mentioned Paris um, <laughs> and having and having lived there. Did I that I actually and was living there? Speaking the language. And, oh, and then I speak the language. I speak like, a little bit of the language. Um, but I, the, I, I want people... The first time I really had French food it was like I was in an abroad program like an ex- you know whatever and they took us to a farm a French farm and we wa- they walked us around blah 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 there was like a crazy old church and all this stuff in that little town and then they ha- they made us dinner and it was like I had like butter sauce on salmon and it was it was basically the first time I had ever eaten food you know what I mean <laughs> that's when you're like oh there's a difference between foods you know like some foods are really exquisite and then a lot most foods are just garbage um and that's when I first real had that like my mouth just had a discovery absolutely so I wish that for everybody for your mouth to have a discovery hey <laughs> what's like the most iconic French dish. 
Because, like, I feel like Escargot. we all think snails, right? Escargot. Yeah. But that, to me, is like a punchline dish. That's right. why I'm you know? asking. Because I'm right. like, to me, I'm like, French food, we got snails. Right. But, like, it's really... The basis of just 90% of everything that is in American cuisine. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's right. like any, yeah, it's like, but like uh, this, but try it like a salmon avec le sauce du beurre. Oh, a salmon with butter, like a lime and butter sauce. <laughs> Nagin, lemon and butter hot. sauce. Oh my God, Caleb, thank did you. Feel you. That? that was really hot. Um, I mean, je parle français. And, um, français. but like i but also just i i realized too like the i mean their breads they're i mean i really i pre-game whenever i go to france of just like only eating vegetables for a while so that when i go there i could just non-stop eat like tarts and and pao chocolat and like their average their average food is just uh, unbelievably delicious Ugh, i'm going I'm going. I one thing that I have been doing a lot of since being vaccinated is googling flights. I cannot stop googling flights. I yeah. I cannot stop I thinking about being some somewhere else today. It's so funny. Yeah, I can't stop. And the thing is, I like am pretty new to LA. Uh, paying rent here he sort and of then wants not being to spend here. Spend time here, but then he's like, okay, I guess I also want to spend time in in uh, Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't stop googling flights. Like just because I I always want to do what I can't do. Like any whatever I'm not supposed to do. That's exactly what i want um like i'm a fucking child and so yeah the fact that i haven't been able to fly to spain even though i have no business there i'm like well now i have to you know i mean are those european countries even really open that's literally i don't think they are and that again you're asking the important questions i'm like and then i'm like he doesn't care (laughs) he wants to get on the plane (laughs) and get upgraded to first class for free oh god i i first class don't get me started on first class i i can't believe uh, some of the first you look up some of these international flights the first class tickets are fifteen thousand dollars they're little houses it's crazy little houses aren't there those planes there's those planes that are two stories what yeah there's planes that are two stories have you been on one either of you i feel like weirdly i feel like i was on one to go to iran as a child yeah wow but it wasn't like a fancy plane it just happened just to happened be to two, have stories. two stories yeah like we were yeah we were just going to see the in-laws the idea of getting on a plane and having my seat be upstairs is so <laughs> insane <laughs> luxurious upstairs on a plane just sounds funny you know, like in those really big planes where when you get on, you could go f- like not just first classes to the left. There's like other rows to the left after the entrance. So they'll be like to the left or to the right. Do you guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. The idea of them being like, oh, you're going to be upstairs is so funny. To me. <laughs> of being like, oh, you're just going to go to the left. There's going to be a staircase. You're going to take that right up. That's Can crazy. I tell you my most tortured experience with stairs? Is <laughs> I, yeah, mine is, I, I all of them, but sure, go ahead. Just so you know, that's one of the things I delete from the record. Stairs. stairs. I want to be floated Stairs. Up. Oh, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> There's a good one. I No, I was a waitress in Paris. Uh, and uh, and I, so I'm waiting tables at this really pop, like popular lunchtime businessman type restaurant. <laughs> and they would come and it was like they had prefix meals, so they would all order like three or four courses and we weren't allowed to write anything down and so I had to memorize so there'd be like a table of six and they'd each have a different combination of like three courses of things and I just had to figure it out and memorize it and on top of that they routinely Mm -mm. gave me the second floor Mm -mm. so then I would have to take these orders from these dudes run downstairs put in the orders then run upstairs with just tons of trays of food i thought i was gonna die every time it was miserable uh and then the worst part was that the the final the dessert course was like you could have a cake or whatever it was or you could have three different flavors of ice cream among 12 flavors (laughs) and i had to memorize and they Uh wouldn't let you write anything down so it would be like Three crazy flavors, it, seven different arrangements worth of flavors out of twelve. I mean, it was it was it was just impossible um, to memorize. So people would just be getting random ice creams, uh, and then uh, yeah, and it sucked. I don't like that. I want to delete that for you from the record. Th- thank you. <laughs> I'm deleting that from your personal history of memory. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You're so welcome. Speaking of deleting something from the records, 
Mm. Caleb? Well, Nagin, we'd like to ask you, um, Mm. what is something so embarrassing, bad, uncool in the history of humanity that you think you should be deleted from the records altogether? And before you answer, we do have to tell you, it does not need to be be like big, like it doesn't have to be the big bad stuff. Famine. Famine, sexism, homophobia. So, so I've given this some thought in the last 20 seconds (laughs) and, um, and the first thing that came to mind Mm is plumber's butt. Like wow. when someone is like working and then they're doing something and they're like working really hard and they don't know that their butt crack is showing <laughs> yeah. and they're pro- and they're like the type of person who probably doesn't want their butt crack to show, which is I want to <laughs> say most people. Yeah. Um and they it's like and they would probably be embarrassed and then you feel embarrassed because they may eventually know and so then you feel weird because you know there's secret about their butt right now i just the whole thing is rot and i don't want to do it anymore i don't want i don't want i'm done i'm done with seeing other people's butt cracks inadvertently i was gonna ask such a stupid question which is like why did we start calling it plumber's butt and it's like obviously because they're always kneeling down and their pants fall that's the whole thing yeah that's the whole thing but it happens i mean it, it happens in many professions i imagine comedians butt oh, oh. comedians butt well <laughs> the reason i don't like that is is <laughs> Not even because I mind seeing, like, I'm like, whatever, there's a butt. Like, it means nothing to me. It just stresses me out because I hate when, when, like, my pants are just a little too small or something has happened with they've gotten stretched out during the day or my belt's not quite doing what it needs to be or I forgot to wear a belt. Anytime my pants are doing something goofy, it pisses me off. It ruins my day. I do not want that. (laughs) My pants need to be perfectly where I need them. So I feel so much anxiety on that person's behalf where I'm like, God, do they hate their butt being out? That's the thing. I don't, I I feel anxiety. I feel like, what if it gets worse and it falls (laughs) all the way? What if their pee-pee comes out? (laughs) They might have a pee-pee and it could come out. I don't want their pee-pee out. And like, I don't mind seeing it, like, just as an abstract concept of, like, seeing a butt. Like, that's right. fine. Or a pee-pee. It's just that it's, like, the all of the stress of that, you know, yeah. that person and their feelings and, you know, all of that. Yeah. They're large and they contain multitudes, maybe. So maybe they're hating it and then I have to contain multitudes and hate it but also not be weird about it. It's a lot. It's a lot going oh, on. It's too much. It's there too much for just on. getting your sink repaired. Yeah. <laughs> Just to have your sink repaired. I, I always try. It's been particularly hard during COVID, but anytime something needs to go on, I've always rented, never owned. Thank you. Um, I always try to schedule it for when I'm not going to be around because I feel like that's so nice for whoever's doing it. Like they get to come in and like whistle a tune Relax. or play some music yeah, out loud. And like, totally. you know, if it's not going well, they get to be like, God damn it. Like, oh, I think it's so nice to not be there. Just give them the space, you know? I can't fix stuff myself. You're you're uh, you're a real like that's that's how you express your humanity <laughs> is by being the fuck somewhere else. Exactly. <laughs> Nagin, what uh, what else would you include on your records, though? You're not deleting everything. You're going to put some stuff on. So um, I would also put on like um, cute outfits, not like. I would put cute outfits in the thing, but just like that moment where you're like, oh, I'm like wearing a cute outfit. That little little spat on your own back where you're like, damn, I put this together. Yes, that I want a lot of people to know that joy. Uh, It's such a easy thing. It's like a you know you're feeling good about yourself. Mm. You know you 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 achieved an artistic thing on your body that's like you know that you're into. Uh, I like that, and I want um, aliens to know about it. I love that. Caleb came into my room before recording and said, (laughs) "Hey, were you going to compliment my outfit because I look good?" (laughs) <laughs> and i was gonna compliment the outfit but ultimately he beat me to the punch and i didn't get to it right. in an earnest way i had to right. just be like yeah no it does yeah i have you know what sometimes. sometimes shelby you need to be faster you that's know? so true and i don't think i often am fast enough <laughs> no you're always trying yeah 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 yeah. a lot of people do that where the, a lot of people have other things on their mind other than complimenting me and so <laughs> A compliments come kind of slowly then to me because right. you know we had to talk about like oh my you know my grandma's in the hospital or whatever people always just there have something, something going on you know? just like something right. yeah. well my grandma was in the hospital right yeah. 
yeah, I'm, I'm like dragging you specifically. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, people always have to talk about like their job or whatever. And it's like, compliment me already. <laughs> um, I love a cute outfit. I, it's honestly pretty, I haven't, re- I don't, I, I would say there's, there's some people who like, and I'm really jealous of these people. There's some people who put together an iconic, cute, amazing outfit, like truly two or three times a week. I'm not mm. such a person. I maybe get one a month where I'm like, damn, you're doing it. You know what I mean? It's, it's ra- It's more yeah. rare for me. No, I, I mean, I put a lot of effort into it. So I feel like, uh, I feel like I achieve it, you know, maybe three or four times a month. Ah, yeah. We're looking at, we're looking at once a week. I feel, I feel pretty decent about an outfit. I love that. I could try harder. I also could be bolder. I, I don't really, I, I don't, I think my, I like a, I like a good, I like a style that's just kind of like, uh, a little tame. I don't think I love a big, but I'm often most impressed by people who do something big, you know? Right. And there's a lot of fear around cute outfits in America. Like, how often do you feel like you see someone that's just like really killing it on the outfit front? It's not often because there's people are just scared to like go outside the box and they're like, I'll just get the beige pants. And the <laughs> crown you know what I mean? And it's like, don't, though, get the polka dot pants. You know what I mean? Fuck it. Fuck how, it. Long, how long are we here? If I was five inches taller, I would have the best style in the world. But I'm not that tall, so a lot of what I wear is like pants that are too big and shirts that I and like like wearing like my grand my like wearing my dad's blazer kind of stuff. If I was taller though, it will look out is the thing. I or mean, or this if feels I had, like an excuse. Well, I was gonna record. say or and this is where it doesn't become an excuse and instead places blame on myself if I got clothes that fit me. And in that way, went to a tailor if they didn't. <laughs> right, right, right. I think I've gotten one pair of pants hemmed in my life. Wow, that's crazy. And I'm really okay. short. I'll cut pants that's myself, crazy. but then I get kind of, I get kind of free Jaggedy with the scissors. Edges. I cut them wrong, and so yeah, no, yeah, you got to get. We're adults at this point. <laughs> Shelby, <laughs> Shelby, grow up, bitch. What is your problem? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> I think I got one pair of pants hemmed and it was because I had a director for a sketch show in Chicago that insisted I had to. (laughs) And I love that director. Do you? Well, who is it? I don't know. I just love that they said that. I can't name them on the pod, but I know that you don't. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Well, now you definitely can't because then it puts me in a box. No, I just love love a director that says, uh, that goes that into detail. That's such a Chicago sketch thing of directors being like, your sneakers, if you're going to wear sneakers, must be white and they must be pristine. It's like, what does that really have to do with the jokes, you know? Yeah. There was one director that I had in Chicago that always said you had to look better than the audience. And that was like the big thing. And then that was in sketch. Oh, I I like that. It's honestly a nice law. But then yeah. you go into stand-up, that's for sketch. And I'm like, sure. And then you go into stand-up and people are in like their pajamas. And you're like, oh, okay, never mind. You know, I used to like dress like a, I used to try and be a little bit more like masculine doing stand-up because I thought that I would command more respect that way or something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and then at a certain point I was like, I wear a lot of dresses. What am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, who am I trying to fool? The dress, the, even if I'm, I could be wearing pants, but they still come off like a dress. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like people see right through it. Um, so just be feminine if that's what you are. Like, it's okay. I had to like have this conversation <laughs> with myself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I believe in my heart of hearts, Nagin, that you have uh, one more thing you want to include on your records. Am I correct or incorrect? This is, this is I have a final thing. Um, it's a bit of a throwaway, but it's The Grinder, which is a sitcom starring Fred Savage and Rob Lowe, and it had only one season. Do you know this show? Well, Nagin, I didn't, but we you, looked it up. I watched the pilot today for you <gasps> so we could talk Already? about it. Already? Okay. <laughs> So it's if the aliens really don't get this record, I got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's the first. It just like it popped into my head as like a, a, as as a as a great comedy. It was totally canceled after the first season, which is a real shame. It was really really funny. Um, I don't know why it came up in my head, but it did. If you want to see Rob Lowe being totally ridiculous <laughs> and very Rob Lowey, like this is the show. And also, if you want to see Fred Savage be the 
perfect straight man type character that this is he it's a master class in how to do that like it's so funny and he's so good at just being that the premise of the show is that Rob Lowe was a TV lawyer on a show called The Grinder and he retires from the show and goes back to his hometown in Idaho to live uh, with his brother, who is a real lawyer. So what are you going to do now that the show's over? It's so clear to me now. Dad was a great lawyer. You're a great lawyer. I became a character who's a great lawyer. I should be doing it for real. The defense calls Mr. Albert. Um, so we've got fake TV lawyer with real lawyer. Uh, and the jokes start there. <laughs> and they and they start there and they keep coming and they don't stop coming. Okay. And the jokes keep coming and they don't stop coming. 22 episodes later, they definitely do stop. Yeah, they yeah, stop. Okay. After, they after season one, they stop pretty abruptly. <laughs> the actor that plays Fred Savage's son in that show is so Unbelievable. funny. And he's in other stuff. And I can't think of what. I'm like trying to look him up now to see if I can remember. But every time he's ever been on anything, I find him to be truly hilarious. Hilarious. So good. A little weirdo. I haven't seen it yet. I think you can see that. I saw I think you could see it on on one of the streamers. So go and and actually watch this season of television. You'll have a really fun time. Hey, (laughs) episode one. I'm having a good time. I'll watch episode two. Good. I'm logging I'm on to episode two. Great. Good. Yeah. You know what? Let's end this podcast now. You got to get, you got some work to do. <laughs> Show has got, Show's got yeah, work you to do. You guys keep talking, but I'm going to head out. But you guys had an awesome, this was awesome. Um, Nagin, thank you so much for doing this. We are so happy you could be here. Is there anything before we go that you'd like to plug? Yeah. I mean, I would love for people to, to subscribe to Fake, Fake the, the Nation, Nation, which is also a fellow headgum show. Yes. So uh, we have that in common. Hello. Hello. And um, and I, I also um, I'm I'm going to be on uh, I'm on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I'm on um, Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, you know, every, all of, uh, I'm a regular on all those shows, but I'm also on the new Bird Girl show on Adult Swim. Yeah. Um, I play a mind taker. So if you're into um, Adult Swim animation, uh, it's so funny it's just really fun and ridiculous so uh watch bird girl it's sunday nights uh on the cartoon network watch bird girl uh, subscribe to fake the nation for the love of god for the love of god and join the rest of us why don't you uh listeners hop into the 21st century and join the rest of us in standing nagin okay you have to if you don't already many of you probably do last question if there's one quick log line for the aliens what are we saying what this would is you just say like to them? On the record, just a quick thing, a quick greeting. What do you want to say? Oh, um, we were trying humanity really hard. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. It. That's that. all they need to know. We were trying humanity really hard, you guys. We did our absolute best. Please believe us. Some people harder than others, but we did try. Collectively, when we you average really it out, hard. we did our best. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, we really tried hard. Well, thank you, Nagin. Bye bye. Ciao for now. Thank you. That was a Hidgum original.